You are listening to Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime. I'm Bree. I'm Wade. We're going to talk about some gnarly shit. Some gnar-gnar. Part two of Scott Peterson Sucks. Yeah. Okay. Kick us off. No, I'm going to talk about fucking our day first because... I don't really think we should talk about that. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about our neighbor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot, trust me. So we got up this morning and our power's off for that like safety shut off thing, you know? So we've been hanging out and making breakfast because we have a gas stove and enjoying ourselves. And then I hear this like loud ass talking coming from outside. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Our neighbor has, what's the guy's name on the radio? Jimmy Kimball. I don't know. He's very angry talking about Pichini, though, and yeah. it's, like, screaming towards our house, and I'm just sitting here like, like oh, my people God. People are calling in to talk to him, too, and shit like that, and they're like, I called in to make it an emergency call, and I only did that because I wanted to talk to a person and figure out exactly why our power shut off, because none of this makes any sense at all. Oh, so you use the time for the emergency response line yeah. to bitch at them. Yeah. Good job. Good job. So if you guys hear any in the background, that's what you're hearing. So sorry. I have no control. None. Yesterday we went and took my grandmother to lunch at the Olive Garden. Oh, yes. What'd you get? I got chicken alfredo, a big-ass bowl of it, and then a big-ass bowl of it to take home, <laughs> and a big-ass bag of breadsticks to take home, and a free beer, plus... Thanks, Paige. What else did I get? You got a sampler with calamari and stuffed mushrooms on it that had okay, crab I got in it. Our table, that it was amazing. It was really good, dude. And I haven't been to Olive Garden forever. I've been trying to get Bree to go forever, and we finally went. So yesterday was a glorious day for Wade. It was, but I showed up, or we showed up to pick my grandma up, and Wade stayed downstairs because my hula hoops were in the way, and we needed a spot to put her walker. So he was like moving stuff around. And I get up to say hi to my grandma, and she hasn't seen me since I started to dread my hair. And the first thing she says to me is, what is wrong with your hair? And I tried to explain to her, like, what I was trying to do. And she's like, it looks very unattractive. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she was a little hurt by that one. And then what was the other thing? Oh, I said, I said, well, I'm just starting to do them. And like in the beginning for the first six months to a year, they look really crappy. But then, you know, generally once they start to form, they look a lot better after that. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they look. They look crappy. Ouch. Burn. Yeah, that was a burn. And did you do anything fun on Saturday? I had to work. I didn't do anything fun on Saturday, no. I went shopping. Shopping's fun. Grocery shopping. Ooh, we went shopping for Thailand, too. Oh, yeah. She spent $300 at Target on clothes. Hey, like $50 of that was other stuff. Okay, $250 is much better. You told me it was okay. I know. I just like And I felt bad about it. You're a dick. Keep feeling bad about it because it was an irresponsible choice. It was. I agree with you. But I got uh, some really cute bathing suits. I don't know. Every time I want to buy something and I'm like, no, nah, we should save our money. Wade's like, do it, do it, do it, do it. 
Yeah, because now I could turn around and spend two hundred and fifty dollars on something. Really? No. <laughs> oh my god, you're such a dick. You do that anyways. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. This man can learn how to learn. Knows how to spend a dollar. All right, shall we? We shall Talk continue. Murder. 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 Good old Scott Purdison. Purdison? What would be? I've been trying to think of a funny nickname for him, and you can't really make Peterson funny. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But Scotty does know. If he did kill her. But if he didn't kill her, Scotty really does know. Okay, I'm just going to start. So, where I left off, Miss Amber Fry from Fresno, what up, had given her, like, uh, interview saying she was all up on his D, but only for, like, four weeks, and they hardly knew each other, and she didn't know he was married, and yada, yada, yada. And then Scott called her and was like, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, that fool's weird. He's a trip. So... After that happened, Scott decided that now was the time to talk to the media because he had been avoiding them like the plague, which I don't really blame him. I would pro- I don't know. If you were missing, I feel like I would talk to them, though, but everybody's different. He talked to them at the beginning, though. Not really, no. He talked to investigators, but he didn't talk to the media. Oh, I thought you did an interview with the media in the beginning. This, that's what I'm touching on right uh, now. Oh, okay, gotcha. He didn't, he didn't speak out until Amber spoke out. Yeah. So he, you know, now he decides that he will say something. Um, and it was up until this point, he had not done any interviews. So this is the first interview he did. Probably the one that you remember when you were a kid. He says, oh, work phone's going off in the background. This is real life, people. (laughs) (laughs) He says over and over again in the interview that his ultimate goal is to find Lacey. Like he says, like, You know, the media has been, like, crucifying me, basically, and you guys can continue to crucify me and pay attention to me, but also, like, pay attention to finding her, pay attention to finding Lacey, because I feel like nobody's paying attention to that anymore. Um, He just feels like all the media is putting all of their energy into following him around and seeing what he's doing and looking at him, and, you know, people are talking about him and they're not really talking about Lacey anymore. Um, Scott even did an interview with Diane freaking Sawyer and told her that Lacey was aware of the affair. That's her middle name, freaking? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow, Diane, Diane freaking, freaking Sawyer. Crazy! <laughs> Hello, this is the 5 o'clock news. I'm Diane freaking Sawyer. <laughs> Hold on to your panties. We got some gnarly <laughs> shit to talk about. Scott Peterson is here today with us. Scott, Pe- Scott Peckerson? No, that's not funny. Damn it. Peckerson? <laughs> Prickerson? Scott Small Peckerson. Um, so he said that Lacey was aware that he was fucking Amber. And she wasn't, like, cool with it, but she wasn't about to break her family up over it. And no one knows how true this really is. She's yeah. eight months pregnant. What? I know everybody's different and everybody has different relationships, but like in the early 2000s, small town suburb, white family, I don't think eight-month pregnant Lacey was cool with Scott fucking Amber Fry. No. I don't think that was a thing. No. Plus pregnancy hormones. Yeah, I would kill you, I think, if I was pregnant and I found out you were cheating on me. Yup. I'd cut that dick off. Clean. Clean <laughs> Fucking cut. Lorraine Bobbitt it. Oh, God. Throw it out the window. 
He just looked down at his penis too as I'm saying this to him. Real life, people. Real life. <laughs> okay, so Scott continues talking to Diane Sawyer during the interview. Um, he's telling her how much he loves Lacey, and then he made a really big mistake, and I bet you remember this. He says, she was, I mean, she is amazing, and actually caught himself talking about her in the past tense. <laughs> she was amazing before I murdered her. I mean, she is amazing. What do you think about that? Yeah. No, I mean, it's either or. He either is over her and has been over her, and her kidnapping or missing is just a convenience to him, or he really set it up and had somebody kidnap her and kill her. Yeah, that's true, too. But I don't feel like you'd make that slip. Like, they still... I don't know. They cleared him at this point. Or they didn't clear him, but he was, wasn't he out on bail and shit? Yeah, he was out. But just the fact that he says she was anything. Yeah. I know Past that's something small, anything, but yeah. that, that to me seems, seems really weird. And if you want to, you can YouTube it and you can actually find the clip. It's all over YouTube. Um, so at this point in the investigation, there is no body and there's no sign of foul play. So that's why it's weird that... Scott said she was because she's still missing. They haven't found her, dead or otherwise. And besides the dog still having the leash on it, I mean, there were no signs of foul play. There was no blood. There was no sign of a struggle. There was nothing. Yeah, no, no breaking the entry, nothing. No, no, nothing. Um, she is still being investigated as a missing person, and it's not classified as a homicide because they have no body. So, you know, why would he be talking in the past tense? <coughs> Very strange. This was really the nail in Scott's coffin in the eyes of the public and the media. Everybody was kind of like, oh, well, fucking, if you didn't think he did it before, he sure as shit did it now. February comes and goes, and no sign or breaks in the case happen. At this point, it is far beyond Lacey's due date, and both her and her unborn son are still missing. So they know either, you know, she had the baby after passing away, or she had the baby somewhere and she was being held. Um, March comes and goes as well, with no new, new developments, so this is two months now. Because she was, actually she went missing in the beginning of December, so yeah. three months really. But authorities really weren't exploring any other avenues besides Scott being the murderer. They wouldn't entertain or follow up on any other leads, which is fucked. They were basically just waiting until they could find a reason to arrest Scott, because at this point they didn't have enough evidence to do so. So he wasn't on bail. It was the fact that he was just a well, person yeah. of interest. And I need some water. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. I just yelled at Wade for not using a coaster, and then I just set that cup down without a coaster. So, Scott's still a free man. He's being persecuted in the eyes of the media. Now we are all the way into April with no progress still. That is until April 13th and 14th, when the bodies of Lacey and Connor are finally discovered. Connor was the first to be discovered on the 13th, and Lacey was found the following day, about a mile from where Connor's body was found. 
and this stuff is really, really sad, but I, it's important to the case and the investigation. So, the first body was found on the 13th, which was, we said Connor, right? Yeah. Yeah, Connor, by some people walking their dogs along the beach. Connor was found to be disemboweled. He was also found with a small piece of electrical tape above his left ear and a wire fashioned into, like, some kind of noose around his neck. So, that's weird. That is really weird. And when Lacey went missing, she was pregnant still. So, very weird. Lacey's body was found just as a torso. Her legs, arms, and head were all missing. Yeah. Really bad. So, it took them a little bit longer to... um, Positively identify Lacey. When those bodies washed up, the investigators honestly were like, oh, we're not, like, this can't, these can't be our bodies. We're not that lucky. We've been looking for so long. Exactly. And then they, who's that? Mm-mm. And then they found the, um, you distracted me. God damn it. They found Ooh. the, they found the bodies, did the DNA testing, and they were like, oh shit, these really are Lacey and Connor. Like, we actually yeah. found them. And then they told the family, and then they told the media. Yeah. During the trial, these details came up numerous times with the prosecution stating that tides and marine life left the bodies in this condition. I'm not, like, a marine biologist by any means, but, uh, like, disemboweled and then missing arms, legs, and head? That just seems... Personable. Yeah, and I couldn't find any information on if it looked like they were, like, ripped from the body or if they were cut. Yeah. I couldn't find any info on that. But, obviously, it wasn't a clean cut if they're using that defense Yeah. in the trial, I would think. But, very, very sad. Um, You know, two people lost their lives in that respect, so that's not fun. Man, it's really impossible to make this case funny. Sorry, guys. Um, on April 18th, while the bodies were being DNA tested to confirm their identities, another incident with Scott occurred. This is the craziest part of the case, and actually this might be something we can make fun of because it's just fucking ridiculous. So, the media reports that Scott was attempting to flee to the border of Mexico to avoid prosecution... I'll give you guys the details and you, Wade, because there's a lot of shit that the media didn't release that I verified was true, and then we can kind of make our own (laughs) conclusion. So authorities arrest Scott in San Diego and find numerous sketchy items in his vehicle. Are you ready? They find camping gear, Scott's brother's ID, four different cell phones, a shovel, hiking boots, roughly $15,000 in cash, a picture of him and Lacey, and a dozen Viagra pills. Okay. Uh, First of all, you're a piece of shit. You're renting porn right after your wife goes missing, and then you're trying to do whatever you're going to do, and you have a dozen Viagra pills. How are you getting it? Your, uh, Your baby and your wife were just found dead dead this is april 18th they found the bodies on april 13th and 14th fuck this guy yeah that doesn't make any sense still don't know if he did it but still fuck this guy he's a piece of shit he's pretty much trying to go to mexico to bury his cash and have some wild times and then well maybe not 
That's the thing. Like, I think he's a piece of shit, but I don't know if he was trying to flee. So let me just explain. Um, also, the article said he was wearing facial hair <laughs> and a goatee, which he had not done before. And his hair was now dyed blonde, which I believe he was like a brunette before. Yeah. Dirty blonde. Now, the media is portraying this arrest as him attempting to flee to Mexico, but there are actually some solid explanations backed up by Scott's family about the suspicious shit found in his car and what happened that day. The plan that day was for Scott to go golfing with his family, as it was Good Friday. Scott had been living in San Diego and moved away from Modesto at the time to be closer to his family. So when they arrested him in San Diego, it's not that he was in a different place than he was living. He had moved to San Diego, okay? Um, so he was on his way to the golf course, and he notices a couple of unmarked vehicles that were trailing him and, like, following him, you know, every mm-hmm. turn he made. So he made the logical assumption that they were part of the media because he's been stalked by the media this whole time. He calls his family, lets them know the situation. He doesn't want to bring a brigade of, you know, media to his family outing. And the last thing he really needs right now is a picture of himself golfing in the media, like on the front page of the news, um, and having him look even worse. So police have his cell tapped and hear the conversation between Scott and his brother with Scott saying he has media trailing him and he doesn't think he'll be able to make it to golf. So they, they verified that Mm -hmm. part that that was the plan. Scott ends up driving in circles, essentially trying to lose them for like hours. And he eventually does end up going to the golf course because he doesn't really know where else to go. So he pulls over and that's when they light him up and he realizes that they're undercover cops, which I wonder why they were just following him and waited for him to pull over. They're trying to see if he was going to run so they could add more charges. Ah, okay. That Probably. makes sense. That makes sense. And just kind of see what the fuck. Yeah, why is, yeah. what is he doing? So here's where the explanations by Scott's family comes in. And, and they spoke up for him, I believe. This wasn't even Scott making these, like, excuses. It was the family. So his hair, he had been blonde for a while, and he had met with, with the cops numerous times with his hair dyed already. By dyeing his hair, he was just trying to regain some sort of normalcy in his life and avoid the media so he could go to the gas station and not get fucking screamed at. Mm-hmm. So the cops knew his hair was dyed already. Yeah. That was just the first time the media got a glimpse of him with blonde hair. So that's kind of a non-factor. The 15000 in cash, his mother stated that she had borrowed the money out of Scott's account and she had paid him back in cash. So they have bank statements to back this up that they brought to court. And Scott said he had simply not had time yet to make the cash deposit into his bank account. It was Good Friday. Are the banks closed? Uh, I don't think that's a federal holiday. Probably not. I don't even really know exactly what Good Friday is. It's a Catholic thing, right? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess that makes sense. Sure. They have the bank statements saying that. What do you need a shovel happened? to go camping for, though? Uh, to bury your fire? I don't know. I don't know why you would need a shovel. Why would he need a shovel if he was fleeing? Various cash. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, devil's advocate. I like it. So his brother's ID. They said Scott had this because if he used his brother's ID instead of his own, he could get a discount at the golf course. But his brother was there golfing, too, so I don't really know how much sense that makes. 
Maybe he had another idea. I don't know, but that was their explanation. The hiking boots and camping equipment, um, they said he had bought a while before and just had not taken it out of his car yet, which I've done that before. It's just all of these things all together look really bad. He had also recently traded in his pretty inconspicuous truck for a red Mercedes, which begs the question, you know, if you were planning on running, why would you pick a red Mercedes, you Well, know? not even I say that. If you're trying to be inconspicuous, why would you pick a red Mercedes? Yeah. That, yeah. Get a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Get a fucking Dodge Neon. <laughs> yeah. Ford Taurus. Those are badass. Don't talk shit about Tauruses. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. If you were trying to lay low from the media, why the fuck are you driving around in a red Mercedes? Either this guy is a slimeball genius who killed Lacey and left zero trace of the murder somehow, or he is literally the dumbest, most unlucky piece of fucking shit out there. Probably a second one. Or somewhere in between. Mm. He hired somebody else to do it, and he was involved, True. but it wasn't him. True. His family comes from money, too, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. All these people are fucking rich. Now that there is an arrest made, arrangements for a trial can happen because they have Scott in custody. At this point, the prosecution releases 30,000 pages of documents they have to the defense because, you know, like, they have to exchange what they have so they can prepare. This is the first time that Scott, his family, and his lawyers have the details that the investigation has for his case. Prior to this, they had no knowledge of what information the prosecution did or did not have. So as they were going through the documents, they realized the prosecution does not have one piece of physical evidence linking Scott to the disappearance of Lacey or Connor. Nothing. Mm -mm. Because there is nothing. The prosecution obviously also dove deep into Scott's personal records and could not find one instance of Scott having any issues with violence, even as an adolescent. Yeah. They went back to, like, middle school. Nothing. And he seemed like, I don't know, he, I don't know, I didn't know the dude. He seemed like he was fucking crazy and a piece of shit, but I don't know if he was like, I don't know, violent enough to do that. I think he is shitty enough to have somebody else do it. Yeah. I also don't think he's smart enough to orchestrate and mastermind that. Really? This fool is just over here popping his pimples. I'm going to call you out. Fool. <laughs> Fool. Oh, essay. The... What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You opened your mouth and you went, uh, and then I talked and I went, uh, and then you didn't stop. I don't remember what I was going to say then. God damn it. Okay. We're this silly and we're not even drunk this time because we're still technically on call for work, so... Ah, don't tickle me with your whiskers. All right. The court also decided to move the location of the trial away from Modesto to Redwood, California, which is 50 miles away. Yep. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, it's so that he's not judged by people that were really affected by the case. The entire country is... I know. I mean, it doesn't matter. And if you're really going to try and make some sort of impact, 50 miles isn't enough. There's still people 50 miles away that know me. They think it is. That makes no sense. Well, tell California that. California, do better. And turn on the power. Please, I'm bored. Um, (laughs) All we've been doing is just, like, eating. Well, yeah. 
vegging out on the couch, laying around doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Getting a lot of text messages and emails. Yeah. That have no information in them. Yeah. It's been 23 minutes, I'm sure. Minutes. <laughs> it's been 23 minutes. 23 minutes. I'm sure I got plenty of text messages. Yeah, I probably do too. That's all good though. I like being in the loop better than not having text messages. It <laughs> It's safe to say that the entire country was already tainted by the media coverage in the case. And they're out of power. <laughs> Fuck off. And moving the trial 50 miles away was not going to help Scott's case in any way. But pause. When I was smoking a cigarette outside before we started recording, our neighbor that has that fucking radio show blasting out there, there was this lady. Yeah. And she comes on and she's like, hi, I don't have power. I'm listening to your radio show on a battery operated radio right now. And I just want to say I'm very upset. I'm very upset. And I'm just sitting there like, oh. You don't have to yell. You don't have to be as equally loud as the radio that he's playing it off. I wanted to give them, I wanted to put them in the, (laughs) what's the, I was going to say in the mood. That's not right. That's not right. (laughs) In the setting. You wanted to paint a perfect picture. There you go. Happy trees. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to put a shrub over here. I'm going to call this my uh, happy shrub. (laughs) I love him. Bob Roths is a genius. Uh, I don't even know where I was. Okay. So, moving the trial 50 miles away ain't going to do jack shit. Initially, the judge had to release 50% of the jury pool because right off the bat, these people stated they already thought Scott was 100% guilty and they weren't going to be convinced otherwise. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Which we don't need a trial. Nope. Let me go because I know this trial is going to be 5 million years and I got to go to work. Yeah. That would be me. They also dismissed any candidate that was against the death penalty as this was a death penalty case. What? But that's technically not what the judge was supposed to do. Yeah. He's not supposed to say, do you agree with the death penalty? He's supposed to say, this is a death penalty case. Would you be able to agree on a guilty verdict for this person knowing it's a death penalty case? Don't say, are you or are you not against it? Because, of course, a lot of people are going to be like, no, I'm not for the death penalty. So, Fuck that, I would have asked for the gun. Jesus Christ, shot him right in the dick. Yeah. That's what I would have done. I would have shot him in the head. But the judge doing this left a very specific jury pool. Um, people from the jury pool that were selected for the case did admit to going home and Googling the media reports for this case as soon as they figured out what case they were on, which, yeah. Yeah, everybody does. Of course that's going to happen. So they, if, if they weren't inundated with all the media coverage before, there were when they figured it out what case they were on. There were also reports of jurors speaking to friends and family about the court proceedings as they were going on, which, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would probably do that. Aren't you? Can't, isn't that like a felony or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm broadcasting myself. I would commit a felony. I would do that, though. So don't put me on any jury. Just tell them that, and they won't. I probably will. Like, I can't keep secrets. And <laughs> I'm not everybody. independently wealthy. I need to go to work, and you're paying me, like, what? Nothing? I don't know. Do they pay you? I don't know they pay I you. I think they pay you, like, 10 cents a gallon for the mileage to get down there or some shit, and that's it, if you're a certain distance away. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, it's nothing. The ju- Wait, that's another thing, though. Some of these fucking court proceedings go on for like six to nine months so all of these people on this jury just don't make any money i don't know how does that work they get lunch 
Message us. How does that work? Somebody out there has to know. Do they pay you after a certain point? Is there a stipend? Can you sign up for, like, unemployment? Let a girl know. Email us at booze, BS, and true grant. Okay. Um, the judge made the call to not sequester this jury during the trial, which to me is insane. Do you know what sequestering a jury is? I have no idea I was going to ask. That's when, like in the OJ trial, where they locked them down. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take their cell phones away. They have to stay in a hotel. They can't leave. They can only talk to each other. So they were not sequestered. They could go home every night. They could research whatever the fuck they want. They could fucking do whatever. Which, yeah, I, I fucking don't get that. They claim Scott killed Lacey. The prosecution does. Scott killed Lacey on December 23rd. He cleans up the house, then moves Lacey to his truck the following morning, which was the 24th when she was reported missing that afternoon. From there, he loads her body in his boat and dumps her body in the marina. They say his motive was the fact that he did not want to be married anymore and he did not want to be a father, which is really sad. Um, the defense gets up on the stand next and basically says, my client is a piece of shit and you are not going to like him, but he's not a murderer, which is very smart because they yeah. are very accurate. Uh, there was a moment towards the beginning of the trial where the prosecution is talking about how Scott is a liar and he lied about this and he lied about that and this and that. And then they bring up the morning of the 24th when Lacey goes missing and how Scott had claimed that he and Lacey were watching Martha Stewart and she was making lemon meringue cookies. Remember? Ooh, we should buy cookie stuff today when we go to Oakhurst. <laughs> okay. Mm. The prosecution called bullshit on this and claims that this did not air on any channel that day and that he was lying. Just another one of Scott's lies. Then the defense hops up there with an actual clip of Martha Stewart on Good Morning America making the damn cookies, time stamped and everything. Nice. Mic drop. What? So that was, it started off really good for them in that respect. The prosecution looked fucking stupid. They didn't even fact check their shit. Also, the first investigator to the scene, Al Brocchini, had claimed that Lacey had no idea that Scott had a boat or the warehouse where he kept the boat. And when questioned about this, Al Brocchini claimed he had witness testimony providing this false, or proving this false, sorry, but just did not include it in his report. So basically what happened, the defense, or the prosecution claimed that Lacey had no idea about the boat or the warehouse or anything, and he had, like, got that behind her back. And then they had people that knew Lacey come on the stand and say, like, no, she knew about the boat. She had been on the boat and been to the marina before. And so they brought Albertini up on the stand, and Albertini was like, yeah, I heard that. I just didn't include it. Smart. He's a smart guy. I mean, can't you get in yeah. big trouble for that? Yeah, you can. Okay. How do you feel about Scott so far? You still think he did it, or you still think maybe no, he I didn't? still think he did it. You I mean, I, you think he his hands did it? Huh? No, no. I don't think he. I don't think he murdered her, but I think he facilitated the the whole thing. Yeah, that would. So make I the think most that sense. he. Had somebody get? I think he had somebody get 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 to do it. He got somebody to fucking do it. God damn it, wait! He got somebody to do it, but he used all of his equipment. You know, like the boat, the marina. That's why he was going back there to make sure everything was clean and ready to go and all that crap. Well, I'll bring up something 
a little bit later in my notes that might be a reason why he couldn't have thrown her off the boat, but there would be some kind of blood evidence on the boat, I would think, or they would be able to tell it's been cleaned. Not if he wrapped her up real good, I guess. Fishing boat, too, though, so, I mean, you would clean your fishing boat, and it's not hard to clean, it just washes off. That's true. That's true. But also, you're right. I don't know. That's why I'm thinking, like, he either had help, he had helped the person do it, or he pretty much paid $15,000 to have his wife killed. Mm, but that would make sense because he, like, people saw Lacey walking the dog after he had left to go fishing. So that's a great, like, alibi. He went fishing, somebody else came and did the thing, and he wasn't there while it happened. Yeah, see, I think that's what happened. That makes sense. Okay. So the prosecution then called up their expert computer witness to testify about the evidence they found on Scott's work computer in the warehouse, okay? Um, The witness testified the time in the morning that Scott was on his computer in the warehouse emailing his boss and looking up those directions to set up his new woodworking tool. The prosecution asked no further questions of the witness, and then the defense gets up and asks about any activity on the home computer the day of the disappearance. No. Smart, right? Sure enough, he says around 8.30 that morning, there was someone who looked up a red scarf and a sunflower umbrella on the home computer. Lacey was known to love sunflowers, and unless it was Scott doing it pretending to be Lacey, this pretty much fucks up the prosecution's claim that Scott killed Lacey the day before. Yeah. So that was another, like, mic drop, and the prosecution's sitting there, and they're like, well, now what the fuck do we do? Yep. The defense then says these searches on the home computer were done by Scott, like I said a second ago, and he purposely looked up things that Lacey would to make it look like it was her doing it. If this were the case, though, Scott would already be trying to use that in his defense. Yeah. Which he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, I saw Lacey on the computer looking these things up, so she was, you know. So, you know, that doesn't really make sense either. Um, So then... This has never, like, up until this point, this had never happened in an American court case. But the prosecution, like, takes a break and then decides to change their theory halfway through the trial. So they were like, oh, just kidding. (laughs) Gonna rewrite in, repitch it to y'all. Still guilty. We were just wrong in the beginning, but now we're right. Sounds legit. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Sounds legit. Um, so they claim Scott killed Lacey on the morning of the 24th now. So they're like, just kidding, didn't happen the 23rd, killed her the 24th after 8 a.m. after she was looking at her scarf and sunflower umbrella. Then the Amber Fry tapes are introduced to the trial, and this is when shit gets real bad for Scott real quick. What this shows the jury is that Scott has absolutely no problem with lying. And, like, before they had transcripts of the calls, but now they're actually listening to how effortlessly. Yeah. Like, explain to them how, what the phone call sounded like between him and Amber. It sounded like a normal conversation. Like, literally, he was the person that he was telling Amber he was. The single individual made good money and all this crap, and he, it was effortless. Like, literally, like he was just talking to a friend. All. Not even a friend, a girlfriend, a for girlfriend, sure. A girlfriend, for sure, yeah. Like, it was, it's incredibly disturbing. Once you know everything that happened in this case, it is very disturbing. And just, like, them finding the Viagra pills and him downloading the porn, how he talks to Amber, like, 
he has absolutely no regard for his wife in any way. Yeah. It's sad and really scary. A lot of people, too, did say that he was a hound dog. He was a fucking horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> he was a ladies' man, or wanted to be. But still, you'd think, like, if something happened to you, the last thing I would want to do for a very long time is have sex. Like, I, that would not... Yeah. Some people are different, though. I know, but I'm just throwing those options out there because we don't know if he did it or not. Even if he didn't do it, like, that's so fucked up. Okay. I still think he did it. He did it in some way. He was involved in it in some way. He's one of those pieces of shit that's like that with mommy and daddy money and mommy and daddy will go to bat for him because mommy and daddy come from a different era where they literally did fucking kill people like the Clinton family does. I hate Scott. I hate you, Scott. Fuck you, Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson sucks. Isn't he dead? No. Oh, he's still alive? Where does he live? Just wait. (laughs) Where does he live? Even with his wife missing, Scott shows no indication of sadness in these calls, like Wade had said. And he's putting um, on this whole charade of being in Europe and all this shit, which I had talked about in the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about him saying he was going for the holidays to fucking Paris. And was very convincing, and all the while, he was being investigated and in San Diego and Modesto. So now, Scott's uh, fate is pretty much sealed. The jury isn't even considering what the defense has to say anymore. The defense even goes as far as setting up a example, this is what I was talking about earlier, of a small fishing boat on water and having an individual try and push a weight that represented Lacey over the boat's edge without capsizing. He was not able to do it, and he almost drowned twice. Mm-hmm. So weird, right? So maybe even if Scott was involved, maybe it wasn't dumped from the boat. Because they literally, like, he tried anyway, because it's just one of those small dinghies, and any time he would get the, because he couldn't just lift her up and throw her over. He had to roll her off the side. And it would just capsize Flip. the boat every single time. So I thought that was interesting. Makes more sense. Yeah. Um, the individual, oh, I already said that the individual almost drowned twice and he was never even partially successful. The boat flipped every time the court refused to let this example to be used in the trial. You want to know why? Why? Because it was too inflammatory. Oh, okay. I don't even really know what that means. It's too dramatic. Yeah. It's pretty much like, Yeah. They also said it was too dangerous to have the jury try and (laughs) do it, which, like, okay, that proves their point then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Another piece of evidence from the prosecution was the use of cadaver dogs hitting on Lacey's scent at the marina where Scott would load and, you know, bring his boat back in. Now, this, this is, like, basically their biggest piece of evidence, but let me tell you why it's fucked. It later came out that those dogs never were able to pass their certification course. <laughs> they weren't even, they couldn't even pass their test. So they weren't even real cadaver dogs. As well as the scent piece they used for the dogs very well may have been contaminated with Scott's scent. They did this months after Lacey went missing. And they had brought the dogs out like three or four different times. And it was just the last time that they hit on her scent. They never did yeah. any of the other times. So like all of that combined, 
that shouldn't be allowed in court. Yeah. I don't think. I think that, yeah. Um, there's also a discrepancy about the time of Connor's death during the trial. One, like, testimony witness, a expert they brought up, claims they believe Connor died the same day as Lacey. Like, you know, as soon as Lacey died, then he died shortly after in the womb. Either the 23rd or the 24th. The other expert witness claimed Connor died the 29th, which in that case, Scott was being well-watched at that point, so he didn't have Connor, but yeah. somebody did. Yeah. And then Connor was found with that tape and with that noose around his neck, so that kind of makes you think that, like, she, Lacey wasn't cut open, her uterus wasn't, but if she had gone into labor yeah. while she was captured and then somebody kept the baby alive. Exactly. So that's weird. Yep. But they were also only found a mile apart from each other. But they both disagreed, so they couldn't come to an agreement on when Connor actually died. Something the defense chose not to use in court was testimony of neighbors seeing Lacey walking her dog at the same time we know Scott was in his warehouse on his computer getting ready to leave on his boat, which um, I was saying, you know, earlier. And they didn't, I mean, there were 24 different people who told investigators that they saw Lacey walking that morning. But the DA believed that there were too many discrepancies with the stories. And, I mean, witness testimony can be tough to use in a trial with this many people because, you know, times can be skewed or people can't remember specific details correctly. So the judge and the jury never even heard this piece of information. What the fuck? Right? Don't you think that's a big deal? That is big. That, that's the whole, that I didn't know that. fucks up the whole timeline. Literally. Yeah. You're taking out yeah, a big majority of the timeline on that piece. And I mean, I think it was just that, like, people said maybe different times or whatever, because there was 24 different people, but, like... It's still, something should have lined up. I, these people were just dropping the damn ball, I think. The prosecution ends the trial in a big way. They have an emotional moment when they put two pictures up side by side on a screen. They were the pictures that I posted on our social media last week. One is of Lacey Peterson, eight months pregnant, and she's all alone at a Christmas party posing by herself with her cute little eight-month pregnant belly. The other is a picture of Scott and Amber loved up on each other at their work Christmas party. She's literally like sitting in his lap and he's holding her. So they just left those pictures up there, and, you know, that was their, like, ending moment for their trial. The jury gives him a guilty verdict and sentences him to die. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Um, Scott is getting an appeal together on the basis of a faulty jury. It was not chosen or filtered out correctly, as we spoke about earlier, and there was a lot of jury turnover during the trial. They were losing people and having to put people back on, so those people didn't have you know, a full understanding of the full trial. Yeah. The fact that some of the evidence used, like the dogs, was inaccurate, and the fact that there is no real physical evidence against him are also reasons that they're citing they'd like a new trial. They also should have been able to show the example of the boat and trying to dump that weight over the boat. At least show a video of somebody trying to do it or use that evidence in some way. Lastly, the possible link between Lacey and other pregnant women in the area who have gone missing is a thing that people are talking about. Between the years 1999 and 2002, seven pregnant women in Modesto and the surrounding area went missing. 
So their whole angle is like maybe it was some kind of serial killer that had a kink for pregnant women. Gotcha. So that's three years, seven women, all very pregnant, all in the same general area. So I thought, I had never heard that before. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. After Scott did get his appeal together for a new trial, it was denied, and that motherfucker is going to either die in jail or get injected and die in jail. He's going to die in jail either which way. He's on a death row still and will be for a very long time. But that was a downer. I think we're going to do a funnier episode next week, so it won't be quite as depressing. And I just ate some ice, and I have the biggest brain freeze. Oh, my God. She doesn't have the right equipment for the brain freeze. Oh, fuck you in the ass. Oh, dirty kinky. (laughs) No one's home either. Even if you lie about it, everybody loves a little finger in the butt. I don't care what the hell you say. Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Who's bullshit and true crime? Please follow us. Interact with us. Like our fucking posts. Tell us the story you'd like us to do. Let us know you love us. All right, bitches. Later. Bye.